and hope is hard to find. A new collection of real-life stories from Fox News's Harris Faulkner reveals how salvation came when it was needed most. Faith still moves mountains. Miraculous stories of the healing power of prayer. Order now at foxnewsbooks.com. Hi, Kevin McCullough. I want to talk to you about a great family tradition in celebrating the birth of Christ right here in the middle of New York. In fact, at Carnegie Hall on December the 15th at 730 in the evening, imagine yourself singing Christmas carols with Keith and Kristen Getty, a big choir and 2000 of your best friends here in New York. The Gettys just got their first Grammy nomination, and they're going to have Grammy winner Ricky Skaggs joining them. And then it's going to be an evening of worship and Christmas caroling with Celtic, bluegrass, classical, and modern music all wrapped up in a vibrant celebration of Christmas. Sing an Irish Christmas at Carnegie Hall, December 15th. Learn more at gettymusic.com slash NYC. That's gettymusic.com slash NYC. Listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, breaking news as it happens, what it means, and why it matters. Uh, Kevin McCullough, and here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. Obliterating confusion. Amplifying truth. And pursuing clarity. Kevin McCullough, now. Uh, Really glad to have you with us. We've got a big show straight ahead. Governor Mike Huckabee will be with us in a few minutes. We'll also check in with... um, Charmaine Yost, uh, and uh, talk about some major kind of year-end things that she's uh, watching. But we start with our good buddy Papa John from The Papa John's uh, talking about divided government. It's uh, Kevin McCullough, and we get started right now. Something interesting is happening with this. Kevin McCullough, let me start with you. I found this thing at townhall.com by Kevin McCullough. The big dog has come out of nowhere. Kevin McCullough. I just want to help people think. Nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. He is playing the role. As uh, as well as anybody could. Kevin McCullough is a nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. The odds are he's right. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. All right. Uh, glad to have you with us. Uh, it's always interesting to uh, to get to the end of a Friday in the Christmas cycle. There's so much going on and uh, so much anticipating about what's going to happen uh, after we flip over the first of the year. In fact, we're kind of in the middle of what I call the two Congresses, uh, the lame duck session that is going to be in effect between now and obviously the end of the year. And then uh, what happens once they uh, swear in the new group uh, in January. And there's been some some pretty um, stark things said by the president that he wants to get accomplished before the end of this year. Uh, will he be able to do it? I don't know, uh, but I'm, I'm certain that he certainly desires to. He's made uh, no qualms about gun control and a whole number of things. But in the next Congress, there will be a divided, um, split um, Congress. You're going to have uh, Democrats uh, in control of the Senate, if only by one or two votes, uh, maybe just the tiebreaker of the vice president herself. Um, And then beyond that, you're going to have Republicans in slightly more control of the House than the Democrats have been for the last couple of years. I think they picked up two additional seats to what the Democrat margin was. But what difference does all that make? Uh, We talked about it on this show that as soon as government falls into kind of stalemate territory, uh, the market certainly seemed to like it. There's a lot more uh, kind of predictability about outcomes of things. 
And uh, there's this general consensus, at least on the street, that that stagnation uh, of the two houses not being able to run away with an agenda in one direction or the other is kind of a good thing. And the markets kind of level off and then actually some some positive things begin to happen. But my next guest says, well, wait a minute. What if we look at it from a completely different perspective? And he's no stranger to the business community. Uh, John Schneider is uh, the famous uh, Papa John of Papa John's Pizza. And he rejoins us. Uh, and, John, you, you put a, a, a very good pen to paper in Newsmax.com, Divided Government is Opportunity for Small Business, uh, as kind of the preeminent small business that Papa John's is, because you guys really aren't that small anymore. Um, I know that you came from the viewpoint of the guy that, that you know, elbow greased it uh, from, the, from the get-go. What do you like about Divided Government, and why do you think it is an opportunity for small business? Well, I like the checks and balances. I think the framers did a genius, brilliant job of putting in the three branches to make sure we had checks and balances so that America could be America. I mean, America is America because of the entrepreneurial spirit, the innovator, you know, the small business owner. And when you get out of their way, they'll do their thing and they'll make make America great. Well, in this uh, divided culture, uh, and certainly we, I, I think in the era of Trump and beyond, we've got a, a, a kind of more polarized uh, approach. Actually, that's not fair. That happened before Trump. I'm going to go back to um, f- following Clinton and Bush. We, we, just, we, we just entered a much more divisive uh, kind of atmosphere uh, with the hard left and the hard right wielding more power within their perspective uh, ends of the spectrum. Um, but right now, it, it is very, because of that kind of extremism, it's it's very unlikely that I, that I think we're ever going to see like anything more than a 51-49 uh, government much uh, anymore in the years to come. So what is the solution? If somebody can stop everything that's coming through, how does a party that's in control get an agenda across? Well, you can go back to 1799 and 1800 at the turn of the 18th century, and Jefferson and Adams were wailing on each other. So... This is the one thing that upset George Washington was the two-party political system, but that's kind of what we're uh, what we have and what we've been stuck with. But the the key to small business is getting out of the way. There's two things happening with small business that I think are detrimental. One is this inflationary issue, causing costs to go up so rapidly with commodities, uh, fuel, cheese, dairy, uh, labor, and that's problematic because you, you can't raise your prices uh, fast enough to cover the cost. And if you raise them too fast, you, you lose customer counts. Right. The other thing is the mindset. The thing that, um, you know, Reagan had, even Clinton to a certain degree, uh, of course, Trump uh, to the nth degree was they were pro-business. And it's that mindset that I think starts at the top. I think there was 435 new rules last uh, year that added 190 million hours of paperwork to the small business owner. Mm. The small business owner simply doesn't have that kind of uh, scale to afford uh, excess uh, administrative costs, excess overhead. They're too busy, um, you know, making hamburgers or uh, driving a car or, um, you know, making pizza or doing whatever they do to have all this administrative burden. So we need to get rid of some of the regulation and we need to get rid of some of the oversight. And we really need a pro-business, pro small business uh, mindset entrepreneurship, and that'll put America back on its feet. You're right about the, the, the hundreds of new rules in just the first year of the Biden administration, and that was building on what his predecessor, not Trump, but Obama had done in his years, more than 2,800 regulations on small business over the two terms. And uh, Trump did what he could to repeal a lot of those, but the Biden people brought them back. And I'm, I guess... 
I'm kind of befuddled by that, John, because if if we are the country of the entrepreneur, and I think that you, you can't argue that anything else has made the American economy what it is except small business and people taking a chance on a, on a dream. I, I think that that's proven every day, particularly here in New York. You see all the bodegas, all the shop owners, all the people that said, hey, I want to try to I want to try to make it in this, uh, you know, in this crazy city of New York uh, where I live. Um, and kind of the adage is, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. There's some truth to that. But the government seems to, in the last couple of years, take great delight in trying to make it as difficult for that small business owner as possible. But they do it under the label and under the banner of trying to hold big, big business accountable. If we, if we can't get some sort of like honest truth-telling about what's going on, how can we fix it? The left's ideology, especially the left elite, all about control. And a, a small business owner, an entrepreneur, uh, you're not going to teach that person or tell that person what to think or how to think. The left ideology, they want to teach you what to think. They don't want to teach you how to think. They want to rob the uh, Americans and uh, the electorate of their independent critical judgment, their ability to think out of the box. And this administration, along with the Obama administration, understood that small business owners are independent critical thinkers. And so... Um, you know, people that can't control themselves try to control everybody else. And the left, whether it's mask or restrictions or overregulation, uh, their motto is control, control, control. They're not control freaks. They're out of control freaks. And uh, that mindset to try to rob the independent critical judgment from the entrepreneur is uh, the worst thing that, you can, that can happen to America. So it just comes along with their ideology. They want to control you, like China, communism with the, the mask and some of the other restrictions and lockdown. That's government's way of controlling the people versus letting the free markets and the, the free enterprise, freedom of speech, uh, you know, do what it does. And that is what's made this country the greatest country in the world. Yeah. Uh, we're speaking with Papa John Schnatter uh, and the uh, I'm always I'm always thrilled to talk to you, uh, John, because as a college student, uh, one of my favorite things was on Fridays to, to order Papa John's and to dip that crust into that garlic butter sauce. And uh, you're not you're not willing to give us the recipe for that on the air today, are you? I'm just I'm, I'm asking. I'm begging. Please. <laughs> We've been doing that since Dad Tavern in 1984. But really, the recipe is quite simple. It's uh, a little margin, a little uh, salt, a little garlic. Uh, a little garlic and salt. Oh, man. It, it's a simple recipe. It made many a college night for me uh, unforgettable and uh, added a few pounds to my frame over the years as well. But, uh, John, we appreciate your article in Newsmax. I'm going to tell everybody to go read it. Uh, Divided government is opportunity for small business. And he has some very practical suggestions there about lowering taxes and pursuing common sense solutions, which, of course, is what we need more of in uh, government today. John, thank you so much for being with us. All right, Kevin, thank you. You Have a great day. Kevin McCullough, coming right back. Don't go away.